right, good people, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Armbar Chronicles, where we just talk mad cash shit about this good-ass wrestling. I am your boy, Young Smuff Diggy. What's good, y'all? This is your boy, Young Clifton. What's up, y'all? This is uh, Dr. Old-Ass Demetrius. Yeah. And once again, the Armbar Chronicles. Let's get it started. Um, First and foremost... The big news of today. Rest in peace, Earl Simmons, aka Dark Man X, aka DMX. The most troubled man, but the most gracious soul we have seen in the hip hop community. Somebody who will shoot you and give you the greatest prayer you've ever heard right after. Ever. Hey, how you guys feel about the passing of DMX? You want to go? On? go yeah, on. Man. yeah, man. So we um, I think we got the news about the the situation, the heart attack last Saturday. I think it was Saturday, Sunday, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, man, it, it was just tough to hear. Like when you hear the news, unfortunately, because of Michael Jackson back in 2009, people go to TMZ. Because <laughs> people are like, hey, if TMZ reported, then it must be, it has some validity to it. Um, so yeah, man, it, it, it was tough to hear that today, man. Like like we talked about in the group chat, X, man, it's, everyone has a, has a story about X about the first time hearing them or like back in middle school, back in elementary school, back in, you know, you and your friends are listening to I mean, he has classic albums, man. So, no, it's a tough one, man. Like you said, uh, Smuff, he'll shoot you in the face and then pray for you in Jesus' name. Like, you know, that's just X, man. So, yeah, that was a tough one, though. That was a tough one. Young Cliff? Yeah, it's... Yeah, like like you said in in the chat before before we got on, meet that, this this is one that that was very tough because see, like I said, this is j- j- just another blow to blow to the childhood, man, and just going up. In fact, <laughs> I remember I still remember in eighth grade, you know, first time hearing, and then there was X. Like I said, it was just it's just hooked, man. In fact, we were actually going on a trip trip to New York. Ironically, that was the album that we listened to, said to and from, man. It was, I think the best way to describe DMX is just the fact that he was just, he was raw emotion. Like you said, he was the, he, he can do a song like The Professional and Damien, and literally the next track could be Angel or Slipping. Like I said, that there's nobody who was as, as real as, as you can get. In terms of hearing the storytelling and the lyrics, I mean, he actually had this 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 young boy here who grew up in coastal Georgia, that th- thinking on uh, thinking thinking at least knowing about life in Yonkers, New York. I mean, it was just crazy how much he could like put you in, in his boots. Like I said, he was just raw emotion. He came at a time when actually there were two things that actually brought brought rap rap back from the brink. I think that right after Pac and Biggie were murdered, I said one. It was 
it was Master P and No Limit, cause you you actually brought up brought up Pete earlier, <laughs> earlier stuff, and that actually reminded me of it. It was it was the South, particularly the New Orleans groups, them and Cash Money and DMX were basically the main like the main the main forces that really brought rap back to the brink after after Pocket Biggie died, man, and just X was just one of my favorites growing up. Like he still, he still am. I'm glad that we were able to see a versus battle with him. The one he did with Snoop Dogg a couple of months back. It's really, really, you know, a blessing to see that. And I think that he is still the only rapper who's had his first five albums debut uh, number one on the Billboard. Mm-hmm. So that's big. That said, this dude had a really, really, really great legacy. And unfortunately, I think it's probably still even underrated. To this day, I think there's still a lot of underrated aspects to to deal. You, 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 you shook your ass off, what? No, nah, bro. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think DMX was underrated at all. I think he was. He was right there. He was who he was. Like you, you can't take anything away from DMX. I know a lot of the young, the young folks don't really know anything about the Dark Man because when they came up in music. He was really struggling with things, if you will. But the people who grew up in that era know DMX, know what he brings, knows every album was going to have some kind of Rough Rider anthem that you'll just play every single day. You know you're going to get a Damien story. You know you're going to get a prayer in that. And... I mean, I don't, I don't think DMX was underrated at all by anyone, okay, I, at I, least I'm in not, our I'm not era. Saying, I'm not saying he, he was underrated in the fact that, like you said, oh, we know. Like I said, DMX, I think, between, if you ask me the different days, who probably my favorite of all time, it's going to be oscillate between DMX and Biggie. That's just for me, man. Like I said, oh, I know. I love, I said, I love X, and I still bump any of his stuff to this day. I think I say underrated in the fact that if you actually, or maybe it's the fact that, like you said, some of us are so jaded, jaded, and you know, especially look, look, looking through the lens now, if you just ask any any lay person or just any casual rap fan who they're more than likely going to say is some of the some of the greatest of all time, X probably wouldn't be near the top of the list. He won't be the first. I mean, he won't be one of the first ones to come up. I think. Even somebody like a Jay Z or even M would come up before X. But me personally, I put, I think X is there. Like I said, I think X says he changed he changed the game at the perfect time when the shiny suit man was shiny suit era that Puffy was trying to bring in. Like I said, I I don't know, man. This uh, like I said, this this. Like I said, it's a, it, it was a tough one. Like I said, it was, I hate it because I hate it. I still hate it because you already said he was troubled. He dealt with drugs pretty much all, not just his professional life, but pretty much most of his adult life. He's had a very prominent drug issue and it looked like it caught up with him, man. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I hate it for him and his family and I just... Pray the best for him, and as always, give your flowers to those who are still here with us. Yeah, I'm 
I'm I'm I'm I'm just happy. Like I know we talk, we're gonna talk about verses a little later. I'm just happy he was able to get his verses um, because X was introduced to a lot of, you know, a lot of my I work in higher, you know, I work in education, so higher education. A lot of my students didn't know his catalog like that. So being introduced to a new audience, being like letting people know, man, X was that nigga, man. Like, man, I remember when. Rough Riders Anthem came out, and yeah, you know, we used to have school parties and 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 shit. Yep. You had to keep your head on the swivel, nigga. <laughs> X X had that impact on you, man, to where like only person you can compare that how X music and his personality made you feel is probably just Tupac, man. Honestly, like the way he makes you feel, his music has a message, and like and, and Young Cliff, you talked about the dynamics of his music. It can make you wanna like scream and jump and 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 fight niggas or just make you cry yeah. the gamut. Yeah, make you cry like, the gamut. Like you said that he's he was a guy who who and you know the, the same the same breath. Like you said that he was he still you know carried the same the, the, the same machismo that you always see from hip hop. But he had a verb on his tune though. Like you said that he he cries on stage doing his live performances. Not just you know not just a thug tear. I'm talking about boo hoo crying. When he, when he, you know, performed those prayer skits, and yet, right after it's done, we, we, we right back on flesh. We right back on, you know, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. We right back on. We, we right back on the Rough Riders out there. We right, we right back on get at me, dog. Like you said, he was, so he was emotion. If raw emotion was a person, it would be Earl Simmons. It would be Earl Simmons. Like I said, that he, he really took you on the journey. He made you see the eyes. He, he made you see his world. Like I said, that you can, no matter what walk of life you came from. In fact, I was actually watching the Lala Palooza performance that he, that he had, man. He had those white boys moshing in the crowd doing the, doing the Rough Riders and the performance. But he was, like I said, it, it, it was just a great time, you know, to just, to just see, see him at his peak. I just realized, though, know, just how big, how great, uh, and the greatness that we that we witnessed. In fact, I think he actually said it in our group chat earlier that when I heard his verse on four three two one for the first time, I had a feeling that he was going to be the problem for the rap industry. When I first heard him on that ver- in that verse, and yeah. lo and behold, <laughs> it's <laughs> like behold. the the second part and the question I have is. Who are the people giving these folks drugs? Because it's like, y'all, like him and Whitney, right? It's like, you know that these are big names. You know they got some addiction, but you know they're a staple in the black community. It's like, don't you want to just say, no, I'm good. I don't want to be the person. Because you know how bad it feels for whoever gave... DMX, that last bit helped in his demise. And it's like, you know, some some people who you know can't afford these drugs, they're not they're not asking anybody for money because they have the money. Sometimes you just don't make that sale. You know? Because now niggas are dead. And it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Asking a drug dealer to have a heart may be a little bit too much, though. 
Some do, though. Some do. It's kind of uh, a similar, but not really equivalence could be like, you know, bartenders. They have to cut you off um, from some <laughs> drinks. Or they can be like, like, nigga, you killed this man because you kept, you overserved him. Yeah. So, but drugs are illegal. I mean, so drugs I, are illegal. I'm like, have a heart, man. Y'all know... Like when I when I saw the DMX on the verses, like I was genuinely happy. I mean, this yeah. this nigga cutting the jig, this nigga fat, and I'm like, oh, he in a he in a great spot. He got a he got a good belly on him, you know. I just thought he was actually on his way, like you said, Smuff. I thought he was actually getting to a good place when I, I saw when that verses. That's the thing. That's the thing, though, Young Cliff. He was like, man, it's the addiction. It's a journey. Like, yeah, you you. you, you Unfortunately, with that, you're always an addict. So it's it's a everyday thing. So mm-hmm. he could have been good for two years, had a bad weekend, and y'all see what happens. So man, it's it's a fight, man. It's a fight. All right. So with all of that being said, rest in peace to the dark man. For sure. And we're gonna move it on to this this good ass wrestling. Young Cliff, what we got on the plate? Oh, first. <laughs> yeah, we oh, oh, coming. To, oh, nah, you, no, guys. You forgot how this goes. You forgot how this goes. <laughs> oh, nah, man. We coming in hot. I'm just saying that we coming in hot. We going to be coming in hot with this one, bro. Yeah. Since, like you guys, I really didn't watch the full, 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 you know, full show of Raw, which I keep it funky. I haven't done it in probably about a year and a half because Raw is a terrible show. But... Even in Raw's terribleness through both the pandemic and the pre-pandemic era, we could definitely say that there has been one aspect of Raw that I think has been a clear highlight. And if anybody who's been listening to us for the past for the past few shows, you you know exactly where we're about to go go with this. For the past one show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There has been one big, big, big highlight of, 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 of the of, of the total shit show that that has been raw for the past for the past year and a half, and that has been the hurt business. We talked about we talked about it before, and like I said, we just gonna we're gonna do we we're gonna do this again, and of course, because the hurt business has is example. 10,576 on why wrestling fans can't have nice things. We all know what happened. They broke up the Hurt Business because Vince realized it was like three or four Ahmed Johnsons together. Yeah. And we all know Vince doesn't like when Ahmed turns into four people. Fucks Fucks him right on up. You know, we had that with the nation. We had that. I think, I think Vince finally realized that the new day was three Ahmed's. And now seven years. Yeah. It took him seven (laughs) years, but I think he realized that they were, it was two skinny Ahmed's and a, a short, big one. And then they realized that the hurt business, like, Oh shit. It's Ahmed's and suits. Let's break them up. It's too many. And that's what happened. 
Yeah. When have you ever seen an Ahmed around people? Never. Vince hasn't. Yeah, unfortunately, I think, um, man, we we knew this was gonna happen, man, for for two reasons, right? But this soon, though, that's the I mean, not even reasons. this soon. They tried to do it earlier. Like, remember the whole Cedric Alexander was mad. Uh, they were mad at Cedric Alexander for like three or four weeks. So yeah, man. So this happened for two reasons. One, Vince hates factions, as we all know. Yep. And two, Vince hates black people. So, (laughs) what's worse than a faction? A black faction. Get these niggas the fuck, break these niggas the fuck up. (laughs) What the fuck is this? When they said, now, like you said, now now they got popular, now they want to be like, oh, oh, y'all niggas flew too close to the sun. (laughs) Now we got to clip your wings. I mean, but of course, Oh, y'all niggas thought y'all gonna be on Peacock. Break these niggas up. What? And I mean, I, I know what it is. Because after yeah. Bobby won, if you look at social media, everybody was saying, yay, Bobby. Congrats. Yeah. So it's like nowhere, nowhere in Bobby's run of him and Matt Riddle or him and Matt Riddle because it seemed like he was... Was just with that guy for like five months, but nowhere in the run was he acting super cowardly throughout his whole yeah, time exactly. of throughout his whole year of not being pinned, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you have this monster person who basically beat up Drew McIntyre at Elimination Chamber, shitted on Miz. Got the hurt business, so he's just cool as shit to the wrestling community right now. And all Thanks. of a sudden, you got to do, a, yeah. So, you know, you always want that, especially in the in the championship match. You want the definitive sides. You want the baby face and the heel. So now you was about to go in there with a true baby face and a tweener. Vince don't want that, so he breaks up the cool faction, and. He makes, for whatever reason, big-ass headband Turtle Man is hiring people to beat up Drew McIntyre. The same guy, like you said, who who he dismantled at Elimination Chamber not two months ago. Not two months. Nigga, like four days ago. <laughs> it was like, wait, you just you just beat this man breaks off, and now four days from then, you're going to hire people to beat him up some more? Niggas. Not just hire people, hire cruiserweights, hire niggas who were on two hundred five last week. You really want to get get those guys? You put you using them to put a bounty on Drew's head? I mean, I think that's pretty the most much everything that we've had against, or at least the worst every worst aspect of WWE we've seen for like the past two weeks. It's so bad. That it actually united the internet wrestling community, and they don't they don't coalesce around anything, <laughs> in anything you know, like that hardly. But nobody on the internet was, was absolutely behind this. And like you said, like you said, Smuff, I mean, it's one thing to book Lashley like a like like a hero because 
if if, he, if we know if he's going against the Miz, you're going to get cheered, <laughs> no matter no matter what. And then you gave him this big package. You talk about him putting in 16 years, 16 years of work, not 60 years consecutively, you know, with WWE, but 16 years, you know, of working at WWE, and then you know going to work at Impact, and then you know doing the MMA thing. You made this such a big deal after you beat, after he beats the Miz, and like literally seven days later. Break seven days later, you break up the best thing that was going for Raw in the COVID era, and you start booking them like Ric Flair. Basically, booking them like you know, uh, yeah. So basically, giving them like a Ric Flair type run instead of just at least staying, you know, with the badass angle that you built purposefully for not just the past two weeks against the Miz, but for the past, I said, said damn near a year. You just do that all the way just because you want to give Drew his moment at WrestleMania. Because he because he didn't have fans to fans to get his coronation after it beat Lesnar and like I said I hate that Drew's Drew's in this spot this this isn't his fault but the funny thing is WrestleMania is mainly a sm- a snarky crowd so what they're doing especially with people pretty much seeing that the fix is in you're pretty much going to give you're pretty much going to you doom Drew to possibly the same treatment that Cena. And Reigns has gotten for, for the past years. We tried to shove them down their throat, and in the in the way, like you said, they want to, to definitively set a heel in the face. And you know how we know that they want to make Bobby the definitive heel? They brought in Baron Corbin. If Xbox, if Xbox Heat was a person, it's not Baron. Excuse me, King Corbin. They brought him in for SmackDown. SmackDown. I thought we still had a. Brand split going on, but that's neither here nor there. They brought in the man who nobody likes, and they put him in with Lashley just so they could get Lashley booze at at Mania. It's just a, I mean, it's a fucked up situation. If if the cane <laughs> come, if the cane come out there, will you not boo? Like I said, that's exactly why they got Every, everybody will boo. So they're gonna boo him. As long as it's booze in that corner, Vince don't care. I mean, we already know Bobby's going to lose, so it doesn't even matter. That, that's that's a spoiler for the picks later on, guys. Uh, like you said, it's just honestly this entire storyline. It could have been epic. It could have been great, but ultimately, it's, it's ultimately turned into a waste of time that. Has definitely tempered my excitement for Mania. I mean, all this you could have kept the belt on the Miz and have Drew just squash him for 60 seconds for all I damn care. This was eventually going. If y'all so dead set on giving Drew his true coronation, quote unquote, you should just kept the belt on the Miz, bro. Yeah. This is just a waste of his time. Like I said, you're going to waste. Like I said, because the guys who's going to suffer the most, because even if Bobby Bobby loses. Which I think we're all pretty much expecting. We still think that him and MVP is going to have a place on the card. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, on the other hand, they're going to be back in catering, talking yeah. talking about how good these, so how good you know this charcuterie is. No, like <laughs> old as Demetrius, didn't you say that Shelton and um, Cedric were in the battle royale? They were the first niggas tossed out. Oh goddamn! <laughs> they were like the maybe not the first two, but they were like. So they got tossed out, and they went immediately to commercial break for and like you know how they do that shit. And that was it. You probably we probably ain't gonna see them anymore. Like Tucker, it's a wrap, bro. Yep. Oh, 
he was in it as well. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my way! Did he look Mo any different? Way. Funny thing <laughs> was, was was Mojo there? Nah, this is not. I don't think Mojo was in it. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. What, what, what do you all think the chances that this is a uh, this is a big hoax, right? They they fake broke up. And then they're gonna get back together at Mania. What do you What do you guys think about that? That damn fake rap beef. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I mean, you were you were hope so, but yeah. the way that the way that Bobby beat up Cedric and Shelton in those singles matches is like yeah. you by you beating them up so convincingly, you kind of made their presence in the hurt business if they were to you know link back up kind of meh like y'all ain't nothing but little flies now yeah like i said all, all credibility is gone man yeah. they, so they, in, they, instead of them being like their own two people like a, a viable tag team they really uh, turn into henchmen kind of like you know when king corbin had uh i think what was his name Wesley Blake and Buddy who got fired because he broke COVID. Yeah, yep. So it's like you ain't really care about them. You just know that they were two bodies right there for the Kang. That's the way I look at it. So it's like even if they even if they get back together, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. No. Oh well. Damn man, another black. I know, dude. Another black. It's, it's all bad. All bad, bro. <laughs> That's the thing about it. And, and they didn't even give him a proper angle. Because we knew that would a breakup eventually happen. Yes, we know that. Like you, like you said, me, Vince does not care. Does not, you know, he he, he doesn't long for factions. So factions was going was going to last. But at least it could have actually organically built to you know. An individual faction. It could have been a good story down the road, but it was almost like you know, literally yanking the rug right from under them because you had the tag team Cedric and Shelton were tag champions, and you and you and you got the belt off of them, so you, so you can so you can, you know play some play some silly have some silly tag match between the New Day and 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 AJ and this giant, and you you show their credibility with that. You book Lashley, you book one one week, you book a Lashley, you know, just like a true baby face. You were giving them the true champ treatment. And now, not not even a month later, he's basically, I said, he's basically going to be, be, be a means to, means, you know, to get to give Drew his moment. And and like I said, booking them, booking them basically like a chicken shit instead of the badass that, that he's supposed to be built like that. Like I said, nobody that looks like that sh should be worried about about anybody else in the company. Side note, I am really only watching WrestleMania for Tree Rollins. That's it. I just want to see what he's going to do because in my head, I still believe he's green. So I'm about to see a lot of green moves. I'm about to see a, a couple of stinger splashes. You know, a, a good headlock rest hole real quick. You know, a body slam, and then he shouts to the crowd for about five minutes because he doesn't know what to do next. Oh, 
He about to big boot niggas to death. <laughs> oh, niggas is getting big booted. Niggas are getting forearms to the back multiple times. Probably get chopped to the chopped to the forehead. A couple of chops to the forehead too. Man, this is pretty much going to be be the best hits of Great Khali and Giant Gonzalez. Oh, this is this is going to be an '80s slobber knocker. Like just just body slams, multiple body slams. That's all I got. Did you did you have a test of strength on your list as well? <laughs> If y'all thought he was gonna do test of strength on, on on both new days, both of them at the same time. <laughs> you motherfuckers get in this ring and test your strength. <laughs> wait, wait, we not gonna fight? What we doing? No, no, Why it's all man, it's all strip test. That's all we got. That's all strength. I got. No, 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 y'all. We, we about to we about to see who has strength, not the strength. We about to have to see who has this real strength out it's here. Just, it's just. The test and body slams. I'm gonna count them shit. I know it's gonna be a lot of them, bro. That ain't about to body slam the fuck out of them niggas. And I can't wait. Multiple choke slams. Like, it's just gonna be all power moves. No, no psychology in it at all. You just gotta wait till AJ gets in there and gives us a rest from the body slams. <laughs> Right. That's it. What we, what we got next, Young Cliff? Well, since we since we talked about one of the worst aspects of of WrestleMania coming up, it's only right that we talk about one of the best aspects, and we got to just give it up to our beautiful sisters, who looks like they actually might be headlining the first night of WrestleMania, and we just hope that that our beautiful sisters, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. We, we we definitely so we, we hope to see them so put on. This is us. They're gonna be given you know the prime spot. Hey, spotlight's about to get bright, man. Bright. Say, there's there's we, no we need, y'all, we need y'all to put on. Yeah, there's we no we hope. There's no we hope. It is official. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, two black queens. It's official. official. Yeah, That's what's up. yeah, two black That's queens right. out here. You know, That's right. main event in WrestleMania. So. Not only do we have our first normal wrestling singles competition um, for women that are WrestleMania main evented, but the first people to do it will be two black women. So that is that is history. That is a great thing to see. We kind of already know what is going to happen. You know, Sasha is going to sell her ass off. We're gonna get a lot of power moves from Bianca. I think it'll be a it'll be a clash of styles that is, you know, gonna be poetry in motion, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's well deserved too, man. Because if you think about the MVP of this Thunderdome era, you gotta. It's hard to find somebody better than Sasha. Like Sasha been putting on for the culture, man. Like she deserved this. And Bianca is the future. So, I think it's a good look, man. I think it's a really good look. I'm excited to see, you know, how much time they get. Um, and, and I think they're just going to put on, man. I think they're going to put on. Like like, like you just said, uh, Smuff, it's a clash, right? Because Bianca is all power. All so, power. Yeah. And Sasha is going to sell 
on some HBK shit. She's gonna sell. <laughs> she gonna be so on her Dolph Ziggler, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> on some Dolph Ziggler shit. But it's gonna be dope, man. It's gonna be dope. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one for real. Yeah, and I, I know it's all power. They had an interview with her and Montez, and he was like, "Yeah, when she first got in, I was, I was showing her, you know, all the power guys." So she's been looking at shit from like Diesel and Vader and and it's just funny it's like yo we know you strong but you small as shit and you out here watching Vader <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she a flippy flippy person yeah, I was about to say that, 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 that's probably a good transition because like you said Vader had the Vader salt and Sasha has the 450 so that's probably a good that's probably a good, you know, look for her to look at some old beta, honestly. Yeah, this shit just wow. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. You know, very excited. Not as excited as watching Tree Rollins. But <laughs> I am I am excited to watch this match and know that it is a put on for the culture. Regardless of the outcome, somebody black is gonna win. Damn right. So that's, facts. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, like you said, man, that's that, that, that's one thing I would definitely say about say about Mania. I guess you know. It's, well, I'm, I can. I was about to say just like any other the pay per view, but that's that's really not the case. But more so with Mania, there should be something that everybody could like really find 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 you know to like. Like I said, if 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 if, if you're not checking for for, for, for a particular match or, or a particular, you know, main event, that there's something that, that you can easily, you know, tram, transition to. So, like I said, man, if, if, if there's something for everybody, even though I think there's still some some mixed, some mixed, you know, feelings about having another another two-night two night mania. But, like I said, seeing all of the, the matches... That they've actually, you know, put to put together, it's all, it's almost like, do, do y'all really see this as a precedent going forward? Y'all really think we're gonna, is it gonna have two two mania nights when even after we have full crowds come back? Nah, this this two night shit over after this year, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, it really all depends. Go go ahead. I would say the only reason they didn't, cause they can't fill. I guess it's only gonna be half full, right? The stadium? Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's half full. Yeah, yeah, I think I know they're like doing like certain sections and like get tickets in pods. They're supposed to be they're supposed to have like some cardboard in the middle. So I think it's something like a twenty five percent capacity, but it's gonna be like spread out to make it look like it's more it's more than what it's kind of like what college football did this past season, where it was like fifteen percent capacity, but they had people so spread out and actually made it look like there was more people than. Than than the what than what was probably you know reported so yeah yeah my opinion is the last year that shit <laughs> what you what you think y'all smoke I mean it's the first year um as far as the crowd is concerned but it it really all depends on how they they manage the logistics of the tr- crowd and really see like if you're going to get the same turnout from a night one and then turn around and have those same people come for night two it really all depends on how you do your timing because i can see like for me if night one is three hours and night two is three hours 
cool. But if you start giving me night one, five and six hours, and night two, seven and eight hours, nah, bro, I ain't never coming back. Fuck. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> Fuck your concert, nigga. Ain't never coming back here. But, I mean, oh, nah. it, it really I, I all depends. That- Oh, no, nah, I was just about to say, man, that's probably what was one of the best surprises of last year when they did the, when it broke it up with the two nights, how short the first night was compared to it. I was like, oh, oh, this, this is all done by 10 o'clock? Man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It, it flowed well, you yep. know, and it was, it was great. Like, oh, shit, that was fast. All right. Yes. I can't wait for night two. Let's see what we got going. Yeah, I think that this year is, of course, going to be different because um, it, uh, it's starting later. Like I think it's going to be eight for y'all this year. Um, I think last year was it like six or seven or some shit. Four, yeah, I say it was like seven. for y'all this year. Yeah, I know, right? Central time zone. No, oh man, I'm on Central. Um, <laughs> but another reason why I say they're probably going to go back to the original is because of the format of NXT on Friday, Hall of Fame on Saturday. Many on Sunday, like by those people buy those packages. Yeah, a nigga spend like five grand going to shit from like Wednesday to oh, and then you have Raw on Monday, so nigga stay from like Wednesday to Monday. So I mean, the two night shit can work. I just I I think it goes back to what what y'all said earlier. It depends on how it works this year with the logistics and everything. So and then and then for them, they probably can squeeze enough of the hype the you know the the post mania shit since NXT is moving to Tuesday mm-hmm. oh, true, they, true. they might can squeeze game. that in mm-hmm. um into the package now too yep yeah that's, that's a little bit too too much wrestling yeah like, like niggas done <laughs> niggas done uh abandoned their family for a whole week <laughs> To watch men in tights. With, with his homies. <laughs> with the homies. Yo, you got four kids. You got four kids. You done spent $4,000 on yourself to watch grown men in tights for five days. Y'all, y'all are wilding. You across the country. <laughs> You are out of pocket. That shit in California. You live in Alabama, sir. Get your ass home. The kids is hungry. They ran out of Lunchables. They ran out of Lunchables five, five. As soon as you left WrestleMania, the Lunchables was gone. You said you had five thousand to spend on WrestleMania in Los Angeles, but not no five dollars for no Lunchables, my nigga. <laughs> you are here at a convention. To look at Arn Anderson. <laughs> and uh, your fucking baby don't know how to get to school. <laughs> you, you out here. You out here trying to get Kevin Nash to sign your NWO poster. <laughs> your kid can't read. <laughs> If you don't bring your silly ass back home. <laughs> you, don't, you don't bring your goofy ass back home. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you, you out here, you out here with the replica belt trying to take a selfie with Ric Flair 
and your kid ain't even potty trained. They say, your kid still shit in the bed. Why the hell you still out of county, my nigga? Oh, whole basement just flooded. <laughs> you, you across the country. You across the country. Talking about uh, you tired of Romans and his seat at the table. Going to a fucking Jim Cornette forum. <laughs> you think it's goofy, man. <laughs> baby needs shoes. Talk, 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 talk about baby. I need to hit this WrestleCon. And it's like, don't don't get it twisted. Whoever listens to this, I am a fan of wrestling. Yeah. I will yes. I will go and spend a weekend in that bit. But to go from Wednesday yeah. to basically Tuesday, nah. <laughs> that's that's a little bit too much wrestling. Yeah, man. Like after a while, I was like, all right, exactly. I gotta be a father and a <laughs> husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> Niggas abandon life. Like, bro, I don't even have a family, and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta go be father and a husband if I spend a week down there in WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, what shit! Are you talking about <laughs> that shit is hilarious. You want to hear goddamn X Pac stories, but your motherfucking lights never went off. You don't even what? care. Nigga done lost his whole mind. Saw the Undertaker. All the plants dead in the house. <laughs> fucking, fucking Sparky ain't had a motherfucking good meal. This nigga done found old hot dog grease in the sink because he just going wild. Uh, so, shoot, shoot, shoot. Nana missed all of her medicine. All because you wanted to give dap to Titus O'Neill. Because <laughs> you, you want to say damn. I know you want you want to see for root. Now Nana ain't got her her blood pressure pills because you forgot to pick them up at the Walgreens. They calling you on your phone multiple times. Yes, they do. But you you want to hear you, you want to hear Apollo Cruz theme music. Okay, y'all wilding. All right, all right that. That random outburst of y'all niggas goofy <laughs> is brought to you by <laughs> versus the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Man, yes, sir. Old ass Demetrius, I'm gonna let you kick it off, bro. Let uh, me let me know uh, how you feel about that. Bruh, you niggas, man. You niggas. Alright. So versus, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire. The Isley Brothers, man. So as soon as you hear this, you think about cookouts. You can just smell the loud cologne. You can you can just see the niggas in the, with the toothpicks lying their ass off about what they did in '64. Yeah, they could have had Diana Ross. No, you couldn't, Uncle. Uncle, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Diana Ross didn't know you, player. <laughs> So yeah, man, this verses was dope, man. It was a um It was that good Bluetooth like in the ear music. Yeah, real strong. Real strong uh sandals <laughs> with the linen the linen. Send the linen linen and the tube socks. Don't forget the tube socks, bro. Yeah, for the culture, man. But it was it was dope, man. Um so it was hosted by Steve Harvey. Uh, a lot of people 
were kind of upset with Steve because Steve was being the old uncle at the cookout. Yeah. Reminiscing about the lies. old days. About lies. Big lies. Like, what y'all expect? Like, that's what I... That's what I that's what I tune in for. Yes, <laughs> that was it. I want to hear Steve talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, man, it, it that that was that was just that was dope, man. But you can tell them old niggas started to get tired, which I understand, because that version lasted about a good four, five, four hours, four and a half. No, Ryan Isley is eighty. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was up past his bedtime. But the crazy thing is, pause if necessary for those. Ryan Isley looked good as hell. Like my nigga was eighty years old to the point where I'm watching it with I'm watching it with family and when Steve said, Yeah, Ryan Isley We were like, Who the fuck? Is Steve drunk? That don't look like Ryan Isley. <laughs> Tell you niggas something right now. I didn't know who the fuck that was sitting on that on that sofa. I said, "Oh, they got okay. That's one of the Isley brothers that I fucking don't know." No, <laughs> clearly, because I only know Ryan Isley and the guitar nigga. Yeah, I was about to say, man, hold on. Like you said, <laughs> did the guitar dude bring bring a roadie with him? That's what I mean. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this in this mink? Who is that? <laughs> who is this nigga in the mink? How many minks died to make this nigga fly, man? <laughs> I was like, bro, my nigga Ron was fly. <laughs> that nigga was that nigga was sitting on that couch. Hey, what? hey, tell you, t- t- tell your mama and her mama to come here. <laughs> wait, wait, Ron, you can't talk to my, and, mama, my grandma, can you? Yes, yes, and, can. yep, and your auntie too. Don't forget her. Yeah, and your girlfriend, nigga, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> tell them all, hey. <laughs> no, no, Rob. I'm not gonna tell my mama. Hey, uh, but now, nah, man, this, this was dope, man. This is dope. This is uh, you know, had it on Easter Sunday, of course. You know, for, for the grandmas, for the aunties, for you know, for everybody to tune in to, man. It was good, man. It was really good. It was, it was, it was that reminder that people needed for like you know the young people who may not know the music, and then for for the rest of us that kind of grew up on that from our parents and grandparents and. Man, it was dope, man. Yeah. It was dope. That that two step music, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a beautiful thing, and that's that's one of the reasons I like verses because you know, yeah. especially for, um, you know, the the youngins and hell, even even our generation is like some of you know some of these people, but you don't know their catalog. So Swiss and Timbaland are giving giving people uh, a look into this person's entire catalog to the point you're like, oh shit, them niggas really had some bangers out there, you know? Yes. And the fact that what I think they they got up to, when I checked it, they was like maybe at 400,000 people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's they like, got like 450, I think, with the highest. Yeah, so we talking about niggas who've been out since, as far as the Isley Brothers, been out since the late 50s. 50s, yep. And it's like you know how much once they realize what the fuck like you you basically been doing this for sixty years and the fact that you still in this day and age in this technical world are able to have four hundred and fifty eyes glued on you. Yep. Like I, that, I know that goes to show you what timeless what timeless music really yeah. is, man. And the, the funny thing is, if it wasn't for 
with the collector catalogs, we wouldn't be we wouldn't have a lot of the music that we had today. Like you said, man, a lot of rap samples were built on their music. Yeah, I think but somebody it's crazy. Somebody put somebody put like some some math out there, and they're probably wrong. I saw it on Twitter and or Facebook saying that like one of the Isley Brothers songs maybe like Between the Sheets or something. Yeah, it was um, Between the Sheets. Yeah, it made like ten million just off sampling. In the nineties, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, so them niggas, all them niggas did was make a song in the seventies. This one song has generated dollars. Yep. And you know, back then in the 70s and 80s, them niggas was getting shitty contracts to the point where, you know, them niggas wasn't really making no money back then. So to get $10 million off of one song, and you never know, like, people go, in, go deeper into catalogs and sample your other shit. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess keep your publishing. Please keep that shit, man. <laughs> That's it. Now, it. It was crazy when you brought up the point of. Man, they, so in that verses, the Isaac Brothers played songs from the 50s, like from like starting in the 50s. 50s, pretty much to the 2000s. Yeah, I, I think so. I know where you're going with this, me too. I, I think I saw the same stat, because they said that Isaac was the first artist on verses to have hits from from like five decades. From the five decades, they played hits for the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, up to the 2000s. And like the only artist, you know, so far in verses history. To, to say that they've they've done this, so yeah, man. So six six decades, man. I no other no. We won't see that again. No, it's <laughs> like uh, we won't see that shit again. Like when you think about six decades, nigga, that's your mama's mama's mama's. Like people know the Isaac brothers from your kids to all generations know. So man, it it, it was great, man. It was great. I had a great time watching that. Yeah, like I said, like you can literally sing about every every song that came from from both groups. And that's when you know <laughs> that you that that, that, that you definitely you, you grew up in it, man. And yeah, it's, man. Uh, right. I, I was glad, like I said, that that was that that that, that was that was truly a blessing to see. It was greatness, greatness yeah. in the making. And like you said, but the big thing about this is this is a showcase. And exposure to a whole new, you know, generation, and the music is going to continue and continue, and they're going to continue making money, money off of it again because we've seen that the verses exposure automatically just shoots, shoots whoever the artists are that particular week. Their sales, you know, go through the roof literally afterwards, man. So they're going to be, you know, keep. So the generation, generation is is going, you know, continue to keep being fed. So I'm definitely glad to see this, man. And and rest in peace to Maurice White, lead singer from Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I said that it was, it was a great night, great night. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how many. Um, I think we may have one or two women, uh, podcast listeners. Oh, I saw, really? I, I saw, I saw you ladies on social media thirsting over uh, Ron Hasley. God is watching you. <laughs> that man is is your grandfather's age. Don't tell him what you can sit on. What he can do to you, <laughs> what what you'll do with that cane? I saw you, I saw you ussies, I saw you ussies online talking about he what he can what you would do to his beard. I saw it all. Y'all are disgusting, <laughs> disgusting, bunch of heathens. <laughs> Just came from 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 Easter Sunday church. I know, and it was Easter. Easter, like Jesus done risen. And y'all want to act like this. 
Jesus did not rise from the dead. Said dead for your thirsty ass to do this shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I wasn't ready for that. All right. <laughs> Shout out to the verses, man. Shout out to the verses. Let's get back to it, Young Cliff. Where we at? Let's continue to 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 run through this wrestle good old WrestleMania since since none of us gave a damn about the about the regular shows. No, nope. this week. No, nope. so, don't care. Um, nope. I, actually, you know I, I will say this: the the package that they actually put so put together for 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 Big E today was actually was actually pretty good, man. They went back to some of his old spots. They Showed his old barber, reminded us that he's from Tampa, and I'm actually genuinely excited to see this match between him and Apollo. I think it's actually been one of the better feuds so far this week. Like I said, I've I've loved the new attitude, or at least the the gradual the gradual heel turn that we've seen from Apollo. We've we've now confirmed that yes, Apollo Cruz does have a character. He does have some, you know. He does have, you know, some charisma about him. Mm-hmm. It, it took, you know, Paul, a Paul Lee pretty much telling folks, you know what, we, we have somebody who can military press a grown man <laughs> and, and, and do a standing moonsault. Why is he in catering? So I'm glad he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's definitely getting this rub, getting this opportunity. And now, like I said, this is one of the, my more anticipated matches coming up for WrestleMania. What do you say, you guys? You go ahead. Yeah, y'all, y'all know I'm excited, man. Uh, yeah, you know, of course. I think I think I'm excited for Big E as well because I think for for Big E, man, this is this is what he's been working on. Like he has so much potential, and to get this look at Mania, that that's huge, man. And then you, you know how y'all know I, I pick Apollo for everything, man. Like. He's one of the only hopes that we have for back in, back in the hood, man. And this this might this might be my brother's last shot, man. I mean, he <laughs> knocking it out. He knocking he knocking it out of the park. Yeah, he you killing know, that shit. He doing man. his he thing. It's a it's a beautiful thing to see, man. And you know, just to see, just like we we got our black women, you know, in the main event for a championship, we have black dudes fighting over the Intercontinental Championship at Mania. So it's it's all a beautiful thing all around. And, yeah, like you I know, said, it that, gives that, them... they're, making, they're making a title that, that's that been what pretty much all secondary titles have, have pretty much, you know, been put on the back burner. They've just been shitted on for like the past, the past almost, you know, half the half decade. So nobody's really cared, cared about those titles to get past passed around more often than not but this is exactly what happens when you know you build a real feud around around you know a title picture it's pretty much what we're getting you know between between biggie and biggie and and apollo and we actually you know seeing some some real you know establishing character moments and like you said beat you were seeing you know the potential that we all saw in Big E, because we've been talking about, you know, a Big E solo push for like the past five years. So to finally, you know, just see it coming to fruition and see him coming to his own, to see Apollo Crews, you know, show his potential 
that he's shown since being in the Indies. So now he's finally, you know, to putting his character together, man. And, and no, no matter the no matter the results at at Mania, you would hope that you know they would both you know be to be established after after you know after this weekend that they should be able to you know to go on and and have you know bigger bigger things things in the future. I think we might touch on it when we get to our picks though. But now is the dilemma with Apollo Crews. Do you give him the win to further establish his heel character, or do you continue to build Big E with the win and run the risk of possibly, you know, again, destroying the credibility that Apollo has, has built pretty damn good for like the past three months? But we'll just see how it goes, though. Like I said, we'll definitely we'll probably discuss the pros and cons of, of both situations when we come to our picks. But but yeah, like I said, I'm definitely proud to proud to see that happening between the two. But before we move any further, though, I wanna I wanna actually bring up a curious, some curious situations and bring up some notable manias mania stuff to see see what y'all's oh, yeah. thoughts uh, about some uh, some of the first person I'm going to actually bring up that I think has one of the main reasons that Sasha has put on so much for the culture. You have to have, you know, a great dancing partner and Bailey has been probably as great of a partner as you could have had to actually help establish this journey. They were gold when they were, you know, the gold, the gold standard tag team said that they were, shoot, they were killing it since last year after they pretty much showed Vince and the company how important they were to the bigger picture, they've just picked up the ball and ran with it. I really, you know, love, love the feud that they had after after they broke up. It felt like a real love feud. I actually would have loved to see it extend a little further than it did, but I understand why it didn't. And I'm still glad we eventually, you know, we eventually had it led to Sasha and... Sasha and, and Bianca at WrestleMania instead of them, but to have Bailey not do anything after the year that she's put on, I think it's just and, and there's nothing right about it. <laughs> I mean, you really can't find anything for her to do at all. Not even unless they're gonna do a random, a random, you know, ding dong hello segment. But right now, even they did an interview with her like a couple of days ago. She said she didn't even know why she's booked for Mania. And it's like, damn, man! All this work she's put in, and she's pretty much going to be in catering on the biggest, biggest two nights, two nights into the company, man. That's like, man, that sucks. That sucks heavily, y'all. I mean, I didn't even know that she wasn't booked. I don't know the matches, but yeah, that that sucks. Yeah, like I, said, I only know because, like I said, it, it, it's one of it's one of the main notable stubs, and I actually saw an interview. Earlier on cage side seats, but it's like, damn, they really don't got nothing for her. And I think something as as equally as as crazy is the Charlotte Flair situation, but for different reasons, though. I think real quick before you jump to that, I think um, I think this is either two things. I think it's a case of just she Bailey just unfortunately the odd woman out this year, which happens a lot. In wrestling, like a nigga just be the odd man out. Like, we don't have anything for you this year for Mania. Um, or 
with the men, they'll usually throw their ass in the Andre the Giant Memorial oh, Battle Royal. Like, nigga, we ain't got nothing for you. Jump in this. So it's either that or they could be doing some surprise shit where, the, where Bailey and someone else could be teaming in the women's Battle Royal gauntlet shit or whatever they're doing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But, yeah, man, uh, it's, 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 it's surprising, but not really. Cause this happens, like nigga, just be our, our women out, our men out. Like I said, unless it's a surprise, unless yeah. it's one of the surprise, you know, a surprise segment. It's <laughs> like about the only thing in issue. Maybe they could have done this, but since they already pre-announced it, pretty much saying that both Becky and Ronda are pretty much going to come back sooner, sooner rather than later. They could have at least save one of those for that segment and actually build something further. But yeah, like you said, maybe it's just the, the her her chance to be the the odd person out yeah. this year. And they, <clears throat> and they might. Um, Becky Lee, Becky Lynch tweeted basically night one, so she might have a segment on night one. Might do a little interaction with Bailey, not on WrestleMania, but you know at least that's a feud coming off of her maternity leave. And you'll have it with Bailey, so I mean that'll yep. that'll be a high profile feud, maybe. Yeah. But that's just my thought process. Yeah, could be. Like I said, I guess it's a to be to, to be determined. To be determined with that, and like I said, just now going back to the shorter flair situation, which is one of the weirdest things that I think I've. <laughs> we're the stories I've seen in wrestling. <laughs> the nigga said, hey, Charlotte, guess what? You pregnant. Congratulations. Congratulations. She come back uh-huh. with, no, I ain't. Congratulations. <laughs> They're just like, nah, bitch, you pregnant. Uh, you, you, off, you off mania. So, yeah, she's off mania for being pregnant, even though she's not. <laughs> That's some shit, ain't it? And the funny, Bruh. funny thing is, the pivot is just so wild. Like we already know, uh, Lacey Evans was pregnant. So yeah, congratulations to her for real. So you, <laughs> you get her, you know, off TV so she can go handle her business. And now you're trying to kick Charlotte off, and then all of a sudden, Rhea Ripley make her debut, and you just put her in into the championship match and it's like it's cool for you know the hardcore fans who actually you know at least seen some spurts of NXT or whatever but to just have this lady just say yeah Oscar I'm coming for your belt and she Oscar just says yeah just do it for a casual fan it's like damn that's weird like somebody just make a debut and now their first match, their first singles match on the platform is in Mania, uh, going for the title. Out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it's like, I'm, I'm not saying that Rhea doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not saying Rhea doesn't uh, deserve the shot, but it's just how they did it was just so quick, absurd. You really didn't give them no kind of bill. It was, I caught you, I caught you in the locker room. Hey, I want a match. All right, cool. Bet, let's run it. <laughs> okay. But, like I said, yeah, it definitely, 
it definitely does catch you off guard. And I think if it wasn't for the fact that we had the challenge for the women's championship last year, and it had to be, like you said, if it if it was Charlotte, then this makes total sense. This is we are trying. This is real. It would be you know Rhea getting back Charlotte for last year. It would make sense that she was in, but nah, she's not. A false pregnancy <laughs> kind of threw, kind of threw you know th- th- that potential out the window. And like you said, it was like shoot, who credible can we get to, to challenge Oscar? Oh, I don't know. We've we, we been trying to debut Rhea for the past month. Hey Rhea, you want a WrestleMania spot? Sure. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> I said, wow, you put. Put all the other women in the tag team match. Yep. <laughs> it's, so. it's so many tag teams. Them niggas forgot that Carmella and Billy Kay weren't doing anything for Mania, so they just announced that. Yeah, they're they're gonna be a random tag team um, in the Mania match. So it's like you know you got uh, you got Naomi and Lana. They've been connected for a minute. Tamina and Natalya. They've been connected. We already know Brooke and uh, Shawty. I forgot her name. Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose. Yeah, so they're doing their thing. And the Riot Squad. So it's like we've seen them together throughout time. And, yeah, they were just like, yeah, Carmella and Billy Kay are a tag team. So watch <laughs> watch Vince in his booking. They're going to win. Watch it. Sound about right. All right. That might be teasers for a pick later on, people. <laughs> but, but but yeah but yeah but I say that because yeah it's crazy it's, it's crazy you know just just, just seeing those snubs like I said two totally different reasons and it's like man this is like like, like you said me man sometimes you just the odd person out and maybe you know this 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 year was their time fortunately but you know, I tell you what I tell you what should be out. This this damn Braun Strowman the Shane feud so basically built off fourth grade bullying. No, though Shane gets one. I'm gonna jump off for of some shit at Mania moment. We know this. Shane Uh-oh. jumps off shit, and he's just gonna jump off shit on Braun for hey, this man. time. When you, when your dad owned the company, you want to jump off shit. You gotta jump off shit, man. Especially when you've been jumping off shit for 20 plus years now. <laughs> it's expected of you. This man is 50. Yeah. Jumping off shit. Yes. That's yeah. that's goofy. Stop doing that shit. Stop, stop. Take your goofy ass home, Jay. There you, you go. You have three boys in the front that you're going to handshake. And now they're about to watch daddy fly off a cage. Again. For no reason. Again, if you if, if you're Shane's kids, does this shit even move you anymore? Like I'll be sitting there on my phone, like, oh, dad jumping off a cage again. Oh no, hope he okay. Like, nigga, can I go home? You done did this shit for six straight WrestleManias. Get your goofy, <laughs> your goofy ass home, dad. We hungry. Try- I want to learn how to drive, dad. One of them boys' socks don't match. <laughs> and you over here jumping off hell in the cell cages. That boy need help. I got, I got breakfast school in the morning. And you want to jump off cage? 
and you want to jump off cages. You ain't got no, no internet in the house. You want to jump off cages. Child ain't going to do no schooling. Ain't going to learn him nothing. Man, man, that, that boy has to learn anything for the past semester, bro. <laughs> Not since January at the, at the least. Because you want to practice jumping off shit for the time that you jump off shit. You want to train for eight months to jump off shit. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, and then Granddad <laughs> for, for ruining my fucking life. Time for another commercial break. Speaking of goofy, this commercial break is brought to you by Paul Pierce going live. The truth. The truth <laughs> went live on IG with strippers of some sort blowing blowing some loud on IG, and it was. Blowing some loud. And it was like, it was funny, but it was also, you knew what the outcome was going to be. Like, everybody was watching this shit. And it's like, you know, the end result will be, oh shit, we watching this nigga get fired. Yeah. Oh yeah, for, oh yeah, before we go any further, just for those listeners who happen who happen, you know, to not not watch watch sports like that. Paul Pierce works for ESPN, and ESPN is owned by a little company called Disney. If if, if we got some niggas that don't know who Paul Pierce is, I don't want them niggas. I, say, I don't want you listening to me. Well, no, oh, 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 I'm not talking about y'all know who Paul Pierce. No, I say yeah, yeah, you're right. That's absolutely. Don't get yeah, turn, turn, turn this turn this part off now. Go watch basketball. <laughs> Take your goofy ass on to watch, watch basketball. <laughs> Listening to us, worried about wrestling. Go do your research on Paul Pierce. <laughs> but 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 but, nah, but but that but that's why I'm talking about about this about this nigga getting fired. He would get fired regardless. But the fact that he is an employee of the mouse, that means that he's getting fired. Fired. <laughs> ain't no other way. Man. Ain't no other way around that shit. Man, Smuff's so right, man. Like when that shit happened, it was just like, hey, man. <laughs> Y'all see this nigga Paul Pierce on live, smoking loud, and got bitches uh, twerking in the back? That nigga about to lose his job. <laughs> you about to lose your job. <laughs> it's like, no, we, like, oh, shit, this is, ooh, you self-sabotage like a bitch, ain't it? Everybody was like, ooh, shit. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm telling. Ain't, no, ain't wasn't nothing to tell, bro. It was there. So it was, it was just weird, like, Everybody knew what the outcome was, so I think it was Monday, maybe. I don't know about y'all, but I was just waiting. Yeah. I was looking, and then that afternoon, oh, Paul Pierce no longer works for ESPN. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we we actually saw that nigga get himself fired. But that shit was just so goofy, man. Like, bro, okay, Paul Pierce is 43. Yep. We got some, some young brothers in the chapter. If they was twenty three doing this, you'd be like, Hey man, 
take this dumb shit down. What you doing? Why, why you on? Why you on live smoking loud and got bitches in the back twerking? Young young man, young fella, like you take that shit down. You live in foul. Paul Pierce is a retired NBA player, a a sports analyst on ESPN for Disney. ESPN. Like they have the right to put you in the next Marvel movie if they want it for the children, and you up here want to blow loud and have strippers twerking in the back of the, the back of the day of IG. This just goes to show y'all that that when, when Herb Edwards say you know don't hit sin, he was just talking to the young cats. He was talking to all the young Dominics out here who want to put every single damn thing on Instagram live. Oh, oh, old dumb nigga. Just, just <laughs> old. And the nigga look old. The nigga was out here with that goddamn fade, baggy, baggy eyes. The nigga eyes old was drooping. Face. <laughs> face done wrinkled up. Would you up here want to blow loud with your old ass lips? Like, chill out, bro. Old go home. Nigga. Go be a go be a family man, dog. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, guys. Quick question, quick question, quick question. Who, who is doing their worst? Young, young, old nigga stick right now. Paul Pierce or Scottie Pippen? I don't know what Scottie Pippen do. Scott, you know what Scottie Pippen doing? What? Oh, Scottie Pippen still got his fucking job. <laughs> So, so the answer is going to be Paul Pierce. The answer is going to be Paul Pierce. Even though he got some strange-ass patch in his head, yeah, I'll give it to That might be, but old ass Demetrius has a point. He does have his job still. He's not, he's not on live. And this nigga went live. What are live. you doing, Paul? I can see if you did a picture real quick, you know? Yeah. All right, we'll let you slide. Well, ESPN might let you slide. But you got a whole live going. Why niggas always got to share their vibes? I don't know, dog. Stop sharing your vibes, nigga. It's a it's an energy thing, man. People feed off of energy, and he wanted blow loud twerkers in the background energy to exude throughout the hundreds of people watching him. <laughs> this nigga blew loud smoke into his camera on his phone. <laughs> Old ass nigga. <laughs> oh shit! All right, man, that nigga wow. Yeah, that nigga face was real wrinkly too. Like you can tell that it was a stress reliever. Like that nigga's been going through some shit, whatever. His face is just the storyline for it. But we ain't have to see it. Uh, we, we don't care, bro. <laughs> we really don't. You could have, if anything, you could have did like a quick Snapchat or something. That yeah. shit go away. Nigga went live like you not Paul Pierce. <laughs> like you not Paul Pierce. Like we don't see you every fucking whatever Sunday or Thursday or whatever. Whenever, whenever basketball comes on, who cares? Whenever. <laughs> whenever they have a match. Like, like you said, like you're not Paul Pierce. A former NBA champion, Paul Pierce. <laughs> wow. Sticker said a match. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Paul Pierce, man. Hey, man. <laughs> he got fired. That shit was dumb. All right. 
We are now, ooh, we we way over an hour. Yeah. Oh, young Cliff, what else we got, or do we, do we need to go straight into these picks now? Shoot, you said that we over an hour, man. It sounds like it's about <laughs> picks time to me, bro. Yeah, last episode was quite long. <laughs> she was long as fuck, and we ain't talking about no pop culture. Nope. <laughs> nope. Jordan. Trying to condense this bitch. All right, man. Y'all ready to jump into it? Yeah, like I said, man. Just, well, I, I think maybe when we when we do the next show sometime in December, we'll probably have better recaps of uh, of the weekly shows. But now we know y'all care about WrestleMania. I mean, shout out to shout out to AEW. You know, did that thing Wednesday, man. Oh, I actually shit. saw NXT, NXT stand to deliver. Hold actually, up, hold up, the AEW. Mike Tyson was on AEW. Yes, he was. <laughs> Bunch of niggas. I did. I did see that online. I did see that too. <laughs> <laughs> niggas, I saw it online. Yeah, me too. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> 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 no, it's hard to watch wrestling though. I just catch the highlights. But now, like, it's it's good to see you know Mike Mike Tyson out here, like doing exhibition boxing and still having time to. Uh, do one of his hobbies, which is be bad at getting in and out of a wrestling ring. You that nigga be struggling, boy. <laughs> and the ring will be whooping Mike's ass every time. Like this nigga had from '97 to now to try to figure it out. <laughs> he still ain't got that bit. They be whooping his ass. It's like how Mike. I don't know, because I, I saw him, like, they did a brawl, and Mike Tyson was trying to chase niggas out once the inner circle came in to run in, and that nigga Mike was about to fall out the ring. I peeped that. I peeped that. I was like, legit concerned. I was like, ooh, point. Mike is having trouble. Uh, um, shoot, we can stay on AEW for a minute. What what else happened other than Mike Tyson, <laughs> Young Cliff? Well, well, to, to keep to keep the theme going from our last show, AEW loved his factions. AEW loved their factions, yo. <laughs> it, it's hilarious, man. We got the Hardy Family Office. <laughs> the what? So so, yeah, yeah. Hardy, yeah. Matt Hardy became a lawyer between b- between you know what. But now and in the last month, apparently. So yeah, he's representing like he's representing damn private party, the the, the bunny, yeah, the butcher and the blade rather, the doggone Vicky, Vicky Carrera, Vicky Guerrero. Hey man, one thing now, about now the Rose, they're, one, they're all now one big faction. It's yeah. One thing about Matt Hardy, boy, that nigga will get his shit off. Yeah. It don't even matter yeah. like that. I don't think any like any booker really cares what he does. It's like you know that nigga put some thought into it, and he's gonna do it. Yeah, and do it to the fullest now, especially since he, you know, he ain't you ain't about to get no five star match out of him. So that nigga character work has been a one for like what about six seven years now. Yeah. So shout out to that young man. Um, I know you said the NXT stand and deliver. Um, I wasn't really able to catch all of it, but I I did see um 
like the last two matches of night two with Finn mm-hmm. Balor and Karrion Cross and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And yeah. out of those two, you know, both of them were good. But as far as telling a super story where, you know, I was like, oh, shit, this is this is kind of old school that Karrion Cross and Finn Balor match was was great to me because like the whole time Finn is just working the body. He was just focusing on that shoulder. And I'm like, for for you to get off twenty minutes of shoulder work in this day and age, that shit is honestly amazing and make it I guess make it engaging and intriguing to see. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. Shout out to them for that. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I, like I said, I enjoyed both co-main events, like you said. I think I'll probably... Actually, yeah, since, since you highlighted the Karrion Cross Finn Balor match, I think the the main thing that I enjoyed so much from the from the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly match, it was, it's more than it was just the match. It goes back to, you know to the formation of the Undisputed Era and why having a group like the Undisputed Era run for as 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 long as it did, have the run that they did, if the Undisputed Era wasn't the Undisputed Era, this this feud does not have the juice that it did. And my God, did there were some moments where you were like, yeah, this is a real blood feud that's going on. There's something that, you know, should... It should only, you know, be limited to something that's special. Instead of overdoing the, so o- overdoing the fact, like you said, it's, it was almost Champa and Gargano s because of the fact that they shared so much history, and it was like it culminated. And you know, this this was the only way that it could have been settled. So, unsaid your match. Like I said, the, the storytelling from, from you know, from what we saw on night two. Even before the storytelling was a one, like I said they they put on. Like I said, it, it basically shows that NXT just still has has a down pat when it comes to you know the the wrestling storytelling and actually paying off things you know that that were years in the making. You, you probably didn't realize it would come to this, but when it did, you're like, okay, okay, th- this is definitely well worth the wait. Yeah. So that was definitely good. Doggone. The the the, the devil the devil match and and Legado del Fantasma match was was the latter match for the for the you know cruiserweight belts was well, had some pretty sick spots was pretty good so shout out to said Raquel Gonzalez is a winning I had a feeling that Io Shirai would definitely eventually drop the belt so she she's a powerhouse that has next not surprised at at that result so. Actually, it was it was definitely a great, good night overall. Definitely say, man, just just like any other NXT pay per views, they NXT will deliver. That's the one thing I will say, man. I said on, the, on their biggest shows, more often than not, you're going to get some very solid action. It's a very you know, good storytelling throughout. And oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, and Walter can still chop the shit out of someone's chest too. So oh yeah, yeah, that. What was that? Walter and Chopper, right? Yep. Chopper held his own now. Like I said, that's probably the best Chopper's looked in a minute. I'll, def- I'll definitely give them credit. Like I said, but Walter's chest looked like some hamburger beat after that match. It was, 
it, it was about wild. Yeah. I will say, uh, I did hear about this match, so I'm going to go back and watch this one because apparently it was it was the Walter was Temple. Something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's probably my favorite match from from yeah. night one, and I went to good one. said also the the Pete Dunn Kushida match that opened up night one was was pretty good. Like I said, that was a good solid match, man. But uh, I think. The Chompa, yeah, yeah, you, you're definitely picking the good one to watch, man. The Chompa Walter one was something special, beat. So I definitely think you might enjoy that one, bro. Yeah, I'm going to check that I'm, one out, man. I'm about to watch it myself, too. Yes, sir. All right. So we, we actually knocked out AEW and NXT. Good for us. <laughs> we on, <laughs> we on oh. to the picks now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real quick. The, the Monday night, oh yeah, the Wednesday night rolls are officially ending now. A- any other, you know, y'all, y'all want to add, you know, to any closing thoughts? Um, NXT moving to Tuesdays, and the Wednesday night roll officially, officially, you know, being over. I mean, not really. Uh, for for me, I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah. it's it's way too much wrestling because what now you got Raw Monday, NXT on Tuesday, AEW Wednesday. Thursday Impact has moved to that. Yeah, I think Thursday is Impact, Friday SmackDown. And then Sundays, what, Saturdays if it's a pay-per-view for AEW, Sundays yep. if it's a pay-per-view for WWE. So, I mean, you you get a whole week worth of wrestling and instead of, Cause I wasn't a real, I wasn't a real fan of the Monday Night Wars to a point where, you know, I'm clicking the channel and shit. I don't have time for that, so it's like I'm missing out. And now Bruh. every now every day is like, okay, I really can catch what I want to. Yeah, that, that's exactly why. That's exactly why you know, going back to the Monday Night Wars, which I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm definitely not going to switch back and forth between AEW NXT. That's a good thing about having YouTube TV, man. Just DVR one, so one, you know, and just watch the next one the next day. That was like, yeah, I was gonna do that, do that again. It was way too, it, it was way, you know, too inconvenient, and just uh, to have the Wednesday night war was just silly to begin with, because instead of, I, I, I know, I know Vince, Vince wanted to kill AEW before it got started, but. But he was, but you're not growing NXT putting it against Dynamite every Wednesday. Like I said, you have to eventually grow your brand instead of focusing on killing the other one. Yeah. Because your brand, your brand was, you, you stunted your brand's, your brand's growth and it was still getting beat by Dynamite every Wednesday. So this, it was a smart move. Even if the move was dictated by USA because they want to, you know, Open up that spot, that spot for, for hockey. It's still a smart, smart move overall. Like I said, it's just best now we can actually catch these shows, yeah, on different nights and actually enjoy them without having the inconvenience of flicking back and forth. Yeah, and um, so I do have a question before we get into mania. Um, what do you guys think about the? the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions with Chris Jericho going to be in it. Does that open a door for discussions of cross-promotion? Or is it just Vince saying, 
Chris Jericho was here for 20 years. An interview is an interview. I think it's I think it's showing it's Vince saying AEW is not a threat to my company, and I don't really give a fuck about if Jericho comes on or not because he's not threatened. In my opinion, I think that's what I think that's what Vince, that's the message Vince wanted to convey by allowing Jericho to be on. So, you know, Cliff. I can see. I've actually seen seen that online. I can see why you say that. I'm I'm actually leaning more towards what's the latter of what Smuff said because of the fact that you know, at, at the end of the day, Vince Vince is loyal to the people, especially the people who is who who's been around for a while. I mean, though Jericho isn't the WWE original, but he spent a lot of time there and he. Made made the company a lot of money. He made a lot of great memories, memories there. And I think at the end of the day, it's probably, like I said, I I, th- I think it's probably you know just doing a solid to somebody who who has, so who has been able to you know, to, to you know do to do this or at least has been such a big staple in the company for as long for as long as he did. Cause don't cause don't get it, don't get it twisted, guys. I think if if Jericho. Whenever his contract is up with AEW, and he wanted to sign with WWE right afterwards, if he wanted to, Vince would open up, would welcome him with open with open arms, no problem. That's that would not be an issue with him ever coming back to the WWE. So I think it's probably just a, I, I think it's a good, I think I think it's definitely a good solid, and it's like hey, let's watch out for for the people who are here. I said, I think it's I think ultimately we as wrestling fans win because this definitely some good probably gets a good story. It's probably not totally unfiltered since this is Jericho, you know, pretty much going into WWE territory. He probably won't be able to tell exactly the circumstances of why he decided to go with AEW this time around, but it should be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It should be pretty interesting to see. To see what comes of this, or if there's going to be any ramifications in the future. All right. Mania picks. Old ass Demetrius, where we at with the list? All right, y'all ready? Uh, so night one. Um, we're gonna start off with Braun versus <laughs> Braun versus Shane in a steel cage match. Oh, it is. Uh, a, it is a steel cage match. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, I didn't know. <laughs> so, oh, all right. He's falling off and shit. I got, yeah. I got Braun with, um, with a backflip from Shane McMahon off of the cage. I got Braun, but I think, I think Shane is, actually, that, 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 that should be, might be an interesting thing. What is he going to do? Is he going to backflip off the cage or is he going to just do the, to do the, you know, the elbow, elbow drop. I say he does the elbow drop off the top of the cage for for his crazy, for his crazy spot. Um, I think this is going to be their attempt to build Braun back up, which really, they really don't have to, but get Braun back into that title picture. I think it'll be good. Just so let probably, him win against okay. not Elias. That's it. <laughs> That nigga big as shit, man. Ain't no, you don't have to build that nigga up. It's a very simple concept. Uh, 
he's gonna throw Shane's he's gonna throw his ass off of a um off the off the cage. So yeah, I got Brian, man. Alright. Next uh shit. Uh New Day versus AJ Styles and Manute Bowl. <laughs> Who who y'all got? Who y'all got? All right, man. I got I got AJ and Tree, man. That's that's what I'm going for. I love the New Day, you know, black excellence, but Tree Rollins black too, so I'm going to go with them <laughs> niggas. That nigga big shit. Yes. If he takes the pin, I'm going to be mad as hell too. Oh, that nigga better not take the pin. I, I'm with you. I got AJ and Shaq as well. I don't see why they would lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that yeah. nigga's 7-4. Yeah. That nigga big as shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I said, hold on. E- even with the so-called, so-called not knowing e- each other, each 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 other, and not being the uh, registered tag team as Xavier Woods tried to try to make them out to be, which is hilarious. You have to be registered to be a tag team. But anyway, even with the teasing of the of the y'all don't know each other, y'all still got. Y- y- y'all still got the California Redwood and AJ, AJ Styles. Yep. Yeah, bro. I'm going with it, man. It's, it's too many basketball players we can name. It's it's too yeah, fun. Yeah, man. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Makers t- teaming with AJ Styles, too. <laughs> AJ Styles got the black Sean Bradley. <laughs> I was about to say the black Yao Ming. <laughs> Shit, I was about to say the Black George Muir song, man. You see see how fun this is? They have to win. It's very fun. They have to win. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put me down for them, too, man. Like I said, it's it's honestly too random of a pairing to to not work perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll run it as well. All right. I don't... Care. Uh, this this will be a cool match. Uh, Cesaro versus uh, <laughs> Fancy Suit Seth Rollins. Hey man, oh, I'm actually interested in this a little bit. <laughs> I want it's like I want Cesaro. I want Cesaro to win because I think this is his first singles match at Mania. But Seth Rollins came back from paternity leave in a leather suit with a leather tie. And I'm like, dog, you you are the greatest person that has ever walked in life to pull that off. Like, not only did he have the leather suit and the leather tie, but he comes equipped with the leather glove. One leather glove for whatever reason with every suit. Well, well, two would would be excessive. It would. It would. But with every suit... Yeah. Like my my nigga suit game is atrociously great. <laughs> it is terribly good. That shit that shit is impeccable. Bruh. Awful. Yeah, it's impeccably awful. Awful. <laughs> it's like every time this nigga walk down walk down the ramp, I'm like, wow, Seth. You out here. 
especially when he come out there bit with the with the no shirt with the blazer on. Like, no, what's the point? <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here, sir? Oh, you trying to take us? <laughs> yeah, so he has the nerve nerve to actually talk about you. You talk about yeah, I've seen folks on social media talk about my drip. Cause I was Seth Drip, man. That's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's Seth. <sighs> it is. He can't help. He can't help. No, it's, it's he's a walking fashion statement. Well, y'all, I got I got Seth, man. Yeah, <laughs> I got Seth. Them well, suits, man, I, I don't, them suits yeah. is tough. What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> you got to root for a man who who got that much confidence, dog. I can't. I guess, like you said, bro, I want Cesaro to win because I think this has been a long time coming for Cesaro. I think he's been one of the more underrated and underutilized stars, stars you know, in the company, and I do want him just not win for that. But, but, but also Seth's comment comments on the drip, man. I'm like, dang, you almost lost me there. But like you said, it's about what we think is going to happen, and I definitely think Seth's coming out the winner of this. So yeah. Yeah, Seth. Yes, yeah, got Seth winning as well. All right, we got uh, <laughs> Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus. Hey, forget about <laughs> about, about the the Miz about, and John Morrison. About the big wrestling, yeah. About the big, you know, wrestling cameos. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care about this, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, oh no, nah, not, not we, at all. But we you know, know who, gotta have the stars, though. We know who's gonna win. Yeah, but. The icing on the cake is if Bad Bunny come out there with Booker T one more time, and Booker <laughs> T is just in GI Bro, the whole match just standing there, and then Stevie Ray come out of nowhere. Bro, I, I promise I was about to say that. <laughs> we need Stevie Ray to come out <laughs> and just go off script. Stevie Ray, bro, if you listen to this podcast, man, like I said these streets need you. Just need to come out, man. God damn! <laughs> just need, just like into a live mic. <laughs> Shit! That was a long ramp. You got a nigga tied, Steve. Stevie, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that'll Stevie be. Ray just, Stevie Ray just looked like he just say, "What a bitch is that?" At least three times a day. <laughs> I think it does, man. That's, that's, that's definitely something. At least. At least three times a day. Uh, I fucking love Stevie Ray, dog. Anybody seen my black? <laughs> Stevie, the mic is still on. Stevie, I'm right. telling you, dog. Stevie Ray podcast. That nigga didn't care at all. all. Right. We know who's gonna win that one. Yeah, dog. Bad yeah. Bunny and uh, Richard Ramirez or whatever that nigga name is. <laughs> oh shit. That's the women folk. Yeah, that's the women folk. Uh, I'll go with Carmella and Billy Kay. All right. I, yep. I actually got. I'm gonna go a little bit left with this one, man. But I got Naomi and Lana. All right. I'm gonna go with Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke because I I like looking at them. But I know the ancestors hate me for it. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. It's what it is, man. <laughs> Mandy Rose, I shit, man. Need to go out here. 
Mostly the Mark people who love their indie wrestling are the people who are vocal. So when you have situations where niggas was booing John Cena, niggas boo Roman Reigns, they deem those boy they deem them as like golden children, right? So they come into the WWE developmental center. They don't have any other training of any other sort, really. And it's like, okay, they're being force fed. Where as far as Drew, you know his whole story. The nigga came in, the nigga got fired, the nigga became a journeyman. To the point where all of your super indie fans, I love indie, Daniel Bryan, please kiss me, those niggas. They love Drew as well. So, once you once you get that indie love, the crowd kind of loves you no matter what happens. And he has that indie love. He ha- he has it, had it, but I've seen some rumblings that th- that people were kind of getting sick of the the way Drew was getting booked. It's not big. I'm not saying that that, that you know it's been it, it, it hasn't been you know a big a big groundswell. Just like okay, okay, we, we're going to really you know start turning this. But I'm just saying that it would not, it wouldn't surprise me, because even though he had that indie love, they could turn on you just as much. The crowd's fickle. We know the crowd's always been, the crowd is always fickle, and we're gonna trust, you know, that even like I said, man, this is one of the few things that's united, you know, Smarks, whether you're a Smart fan, whether you, we are Smarks in the indie, the best, basically, that fan base overlaps, but pretty much every corner of the wrestling fan base has hated the hurt business breaking up. Basically, the way Bobby's been booked for the past two weeks. It wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, it's just, it's just probably just me spitballing and just knowing how fickle the crowd probably is when it comes to stuff like this. That it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, them giving you this moment would backfire spectacularly because we've, we've seen it happen before. But sometimes they do an about-face like the David the Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. But I think after that, Vince is like, you know, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't go to y'all ain't go to, you know, steam, you know, steam room my plans or submarine my plans. 
if you know I have if I have something set, I'm just gonna do. It. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. And I think you know he's pretty much gonna he's gonna gonna do the same thing now. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it backfires on him because that's happened before when the crowd's fickle. I guess we'll see. So we all got Drew, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah, like all that to say that yeah, Drew's <laughs> just about the reaction we think. Um, so man, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens though, over time. Also, all yeah, right, that too. So Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Uh, I'm cheering for everybody black, dog. I don't even care. Yeah, man, this <laughs> feels wrong <laughs> for this one. I don't even care, dog. Yeah, I feel you on that. I don't really don't care either. I just want to see the that's this is one of the matches. I just want to see the match. Yeah, win or lose, it it doesn't make me any. Never mind. As long as it's like, you know, no no dirty finish, uh, a clean back and forth, hard fault, down to the very last drop to the point where you know whoever wins is strong and the loser is strong also. So I ain't, I ain't yeah, I, 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 I could go with that. I could definitely go with that also. Like I said, this this isn't a cop out. Like you said, this is definitely one where where you, you enjoy you enjoy the journey. You just enjoy the journey and enjoy you know where the ride eventually takes you. All right. So that completes night one. Yeah. So moving to night two. All right. Uh oh shit. Riddle versus Sheamus. The matchup. The match I want to see. Them niggas be going the fuck in. They do. Them they niggas do. are angry at each other. They do. Them they niggas do. fight. <laughs> like they don't even wrestle, bro. They just beat no. each other up. That, and that's what I wanted to see. As, I got, as it should be. As it should be. I got Sheamus. Fuck it. Whatever. I had Sheamus until until Riddle made that goof on live TV, and it looks like the WWE's running with it. So I got Riddle retaining based off of now alone. It seems like Vince is really going to wear that into the ground, like 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 most other gags. So that's hilarious, man. Yeah, I got Riddle as well. All right, uh, shit. Okay, we got Kevin Owens versus uh Sami Zayn with Logan Paul for some reason. Random. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens. They don't get the shit out of each other. Sami Zayn doesn't win. If this is a regular match, Sami Zayn doesn't win regular matches. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah, I got KO. All right. Um, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? All right. Uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Redman. Now this is important. <laughs> it, all right, so is Rand Man coming out there in the normal tights, or are you coming out there in dress pants? That is the important question, sir. <laughs> so it's like dress pants, Rand Man from what was that, 2016? Is unstoppable. <laughs> Wrestling slacks, Orton is a different kind of nigga. Yes, that's a different. That nigga. that nigga's different. Now, if he coming out there in just regular tights, I got uh, Burt Biscuit Bray over there. 
but I'm I'm putting the clothes in my vote. If it's dress slacks, my vote turns into Rain Man. <laughs> I got the fiend, man. Who you got, uh, Young Cliff? I got a fiend, man. Shoot, if if, if 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 hey, if Alexa if Alexa pin him at the last minute for you, man, you might as well just make it a clean sweep now, bro. You got a fiend. Like I said, you got you got this man coming back. Coming back, you no know, looks so, so, look, looking like a piece of extra crispy man. You you gotta have this man get get, get back on Ram, bro. After being after being burnt alive in in a Nigerian drum fight. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? That sounds racist. <laughs> it sounds like Hakeem is coming somewhere. Oh, if Hakeem makes a cameo doing this match. No, the only thing. If Akeem the African Dream makes a cameo doing this match, guys, that should be wild. The only thing more racist than this if they said this was an African booty scratches <laughs> match. I had to, I had to beat the shit out of Vince if he did that, man. Vince, come here, dog. You gotta pull that nigga out of gorilla, bro. <laughs> Immediately. Oh shit. Like, oh, what match? This, no, you we got Big E versus Apollo Crews, man. I got Apollo. Y'all know that. Yeah. Yep. Fuck it. I'm going with Apollo. It's going to be Big E, but... Yeah, it is. I don't go against Apollo yeah, either. Fuck it. I'll see. Like I said, y'all know what I said, you know, last time about it. Them, you know, grooming, grooming Big E, you know, for the big time, man. I got to gotta ride with that. The only thing is, though, I just hope, again, it doesn't... Just, Destroy or at least you know, knock knock Apollo down, knock Apollo down. You know, at least get him started. You know, before he, I mean, he stop before he gets started. So that's that's the main thing that I hope that doesn't come out. So come out of this match. Maybe maybe we get a rubber match afterwards. So there's always that possibility. So yeah, yeah. All right. Um, almost done. So we got Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I think I'm gonna actually go go real. Oscar's held down. She she's also been one of the better parts of the raw COVID era, but just like with EO, is it with EO Shirai back back in Santa Deliver, I think it's time I think it's time, you know, that it's probably it's probably her time to drop the belt and make a new star. Because the especially with if the rest of the women are gonna be in random tag teams, then y'all need as many established <laughs> established people as y'all can. So I got real. Rhea winning, winning this one. Japanese people don't win at WrestleMania. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. When last time you see the Japanese person or anyone of Asian descent win at Mania. Never. I'm surprised Vince didn't make Oscar a heel before we came into this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Very. Yeah, so I got real. Yeah, I got I got real as well, man. All right, so we got Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for some reason. Well, we know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I told y'all it would be the better match. Yeah, 
No, we talked about this on the last show. Yeah. You did. You called it. You definitely called it, bro. Yeah. Um, I got the big dog. Yeah. Roman not losing this, man. I don't know. I mean, I could see if they give it to Edge or Daniel Bryan. I can see it too. And you can, I can see it too. You can start that feud with either, because I, I, I'm not going to say Edge is, isn't part-time or is part-time, but I doubt if he'll do pay-per-views like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it's really necessary to put the belt on him. Maybe give it to Daniel Bryan, so that that way you can kind of keep a few with Edge, but in the meantime, do all the shitty pay per views like Money in the Bank and fucking Fast Lane. <laughs> but I got the big dog. Yep. Yeah, Cliff. Crazy thing, crazy thing is, I actually read somewhere that none of the champions are, are favorite. Are like favorites in in WrestleMania this year, and I think I'm get to that point. Especially now that we have a triple a triple threat match, I think that this 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 you know more than ever increases the possibility of of Reigns not having the belt. I think I think if he was going against either one of the one on one, I say Big Dog, Big Dog, the, the Tribal Chief easily. Because shoot, I I think he can actually still has a great run with the belt still in him, but I don't know because I just can't see Daniel Bryan winning the belt because I think Bryan has found his lane as that ultimate underdog with people, and I just don't think he's going to have a have, have have another run at least not another run anytime soon. I think that this is his lane and perfectly in. This is what perfectly suits him. And I don't know, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I, I want to say Edge for some reason. I, and I have I have no idea, idea why. This, this may this might be my my jump off the cliff. This, this might actually about, about be my jump off the cliff moment for this one, man. Fuck it, Edge. I got Edge at this one for some reason. Whoa. Oh. Did you jump did you just jump off the cliff, man? <laughs> I think yeah, you bro. jumped off the cliff. Is that a new segment we have? <laughs> it could be, bro. That's the jump off the cliff uh, pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I said, like I said, hey, this one could burn me, bro. This pick absolutely <laughs> burn me. Because like I said, I could definitely see. I, I think Roman could probably hold, hold his belt for a year and, and still keep his heat. And it's, it's still be hot. But I, like I said, yeah, I, I think that Edge... Edge gets the reward because what Smuff said, I don't think he's, I think he's definitely more than a part-timer, but he probably won't be, you know, just, just doing, you know, random, random crap reviews, or maybe he is. Maybe, you know, his, in fact, his promo tonight made it sound like he was going to actually, you know, be putting some major work in, but we'll just see exactly, you know, how it goes, though, but I think that they're going to reward it's going to be WWE rewarding Edge for you know coming back after after these years, and even though I don't think he's going to be be you know a face, at least not a traditional face like that, I still think that you know this is going to be be his time 
it's Dog. not a it's no. not a jump off the cliff moment. It's you know, I mean, it, it's a match that you don't know which three you got three good three good choices. The jump off the cliff moment yep. is in the middle of it. The ref gets knocked down, and then motherfucking Scott Norton makes a run in <laughs> and fucks up the whole championship. That is a jump off the cliff moment. So, we we ain't seen that. Yeah, fair point. Shout out to Scott Norton. Did you make your pick, old ass Demetrius? Yeah, I think you said big dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Roman, cool. Roman not losing. <laughs> he said that matter-of-factly. Yeah, man. With conviction. Yeah. He said, yeah, right, the crowd's about to come back. You know, Peacock now. Like We get money. Yeah. Roman yeah, need a bill. <laughs> and that wraps up uh, night two. Oh, shit. Let's go. Scott Norton would run in. <laughs> Y'all niggas realize, nigga, we're going to get some Ahmed Johnson in. We added Stevie Ray to the repertoire. Scott Norton will run in this bitch. Just so keep, hit, keep those we, in we mind. We all of the high points. Basically tonight. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. Anything else before we wrap this thing up like a baby? Just, just, just give give you give your flowers to those who who's still here. Yeah, man, you niggas go get vaccinated, please. Yes, D- don't listen to your your crazy folks who are into dumb conspiracies. Like I said, man, don't don't listen to folks who tell fairy tales. This is the reality. Get your get your ass vaccinated. <laughs> All right, just like that, man. You you already know. You know, say your prayers, don't do school, drink your milk, eat your milk, don't do drugs, stop sharing blunts, you're going to get sick, especially if you ain't had the vaccination. Goofy ass niggas. Goofy ass niggas. And we out. Goofy motherfuckers. <laughs>